Welcome to this episode of Connect, monthly conversations and resources for faith formation leaders in the Rio, Texas Conference of the United Methodist Church. In this episode, I join other ministry leaders from our conference as we begin to get our hearts and minds ready for the mystery of Christmas. Advent begins in a few weeks, and it's time to start intentionally and strategically planning what we might offer our communities this year. Join me and others as we move through an intentional plan and talk about some possibilities for getting ready for Christmas this year. Thanks for joining us. Advent begins this year in 2022 on November 27th. This Connect gathering took place in August. So that means when we're having this conversation, we have plenty of time as ministry leaders to get ready for Advent, where we will invite people in our communities and our congregations to get their hearts and minds ready for Christmas. So in some ways, today we're going to talk about getting ready to help people get ready. And so as we do this important work, I want to begin with just some time of reflection. How do you get ready for Christmas? So individually, how do you, you, or maybe how does your family get ready for Christmas? And now I invite you to think about how does your church or faith community get ready for Christmas? And as you think about these preparations, I wonder what will be important to include in your preparations this year. We will use these reflections as we move through today's conversation together. So as we consider how we not only get ourselves ready for the mystery of Christmas through the season of Advent, we're going to start thinking about how do we get ready to get our people engaged in the season of Advent. And so that's why we do this work so early. It is August, um, but it's good to start thinking about this so that we have a plan as ministry leaders before Advent starts. And so we want, of course, for those of you who've journeyed with me a long time, know that we always start by preparing ourselves with our why, knowing our why, why we are doing something. And so my hope is those reflection questions I just shared will help us start kind of identifying why is Advent important? I know that some congregations, some churches don't celebrate Advent. I'm guessing since you all are here that you sh- you celebrate Advent in some way, shape or form, that there is a season of getting ready as we move into the Christmas season. And so as we reflect on how we get ready, it's important to also reflect on why. Why do we take the time? So some questions maybe you'll want to consider are, you know, why do you teach Advent? Why do you teach getting ready? Why do you teach waiting? Why is that important? Um, And along with that is another why question, which is, why do you invite members of your community to practice waiting? Why is this spiritual practice of waiting and getting ready so important? 
And so these are some thoughts, um, questions that you might want to ask of yourself that you might want to ask if you work in a bigger ministry team. I know we've got some larger churches here. If you work with a larger ministry team of staff, or maybe you have a ministry team of laity that you plan with, you might want to start with, let's get really clear on why we do this before we plan anything. Because when we line up our ministries with the values of our community, people engage, they show up and lives are changed. So we we can really communicate well why this is important. And when that lines up with what's important to people in our communities, they show up in a completely different way. Our why helps us prayerfully plan intentional and strategic ministry. So that's where we start. And then we get to jump into the work of getting ready or planning ahead. And I like to think about this in three pieces. First, we always start by listening especially now as people are slow to come back in some communities. Maybe for many of us, our um, community feels smaller than it did a couple years ago. Maybe your community feels bigger and maybe they've never celebrated Advent or Christmas in your community. It's really important to start by talking to members of your team and community in order to get clear on how is God calling each of you to use Advent as a time of preparation. So I'm going to say that again. The question that we want to be asking as we talk to people is how is God calling you as a ministry leader, your community to use Advent as a time of preparation? And once you listen to people and you can hear um, what's important to them about the Advent season, what do they look forward to the most? Maybe what have they missed over the last couple of years? That might give you really important insight that you can use as you start to create ministries. Um, we never want to just create what I call stuff and things without anchoring it in what's important to our people. Um, because if when we anchor it to what's important for our people in terms of their values, they're more likely to engage and show up and participate than if we just throw something on the calendar. Um, so that leads then to the work of planning, which all of us as ministry leaders, I think are probably getting pretty good at. <laughs> um, but we lean into what we learn. And that's the time to really start thinking about curriculum. Are there books I need to purchase? Is there curriculum I need to review or purchase? Um, also to think about, so that's the resource part of it, but then to also think about people. Do I need to recruit people to lead ministry? So now is a great time to be thinking about what you want to offer during Advent and if you're going to need teachers or volunteers, now's the time to start getting really clear so that you can have a really clear and intentional ask for anybody that you want to help support you during that important time. Please do not ask them Advent, the first day of Advent, or even like three days before Advent starts, because I can guarantee you calendars will be full. Um, somebody mentioned earlier, I have a three-year-old who just started preschool. I have already blocked my entire calendar based on his school calendar. It's really crazy. So we want to make sure that if we're recruiting people, if we need people, we're asking them early and we're asking them with a really clear, this is how um, we would love for you to participate in the gifts that you have that um, contribute to what we're asking you to do. So um, some examples might be, do you need people to participate in a live nativity? Do you need shepherds? Do you need uh, Mary and Joseph? Do you need a baby Jesus? 
Um, Something else might be, do you need families to light Advent candles each week, right? Let's go ahead and start working on that liturgy and asking them early so they have it on their calendar. So that's the work of planning that a lot of us are really good at in terms as as ministry leaders. We want to start really planning and getting all the things, all the people and all the resources together. And then the third step, of course, is to promote what you're going to be doing. And I always say earlier is better, especially with busy seasons like the holidays, because people's calendars fill up. And if we're not asking early enough, we're going to get more no's than we're going to get yeses, potentially. Um, So begin promoting Advent offerings before Advent begins. Um, I would say even before Halloween, you should have a plan and you should have people lined up um, and, and, and have it on their calendar. It's a busy season. And so we want to make sure that we're inviting folks early so that they can really get their heads and hearts wrapped around the meaning of Advent before they just jump in and do all the stuff and things, right? And then they feel like that video we just watched, like so stressed and like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I've said yes to all these things. I'm bringing cookies to all these things. And the church wants me to do these things. We want to try to help them not feel overwhelmed during the season. And so the earlier we can let people know what's happening, the better. And then finally, after we listen, plan, and promote, we get to begin the work on November 27th of journeying through Advent together and inviting people in our congregations and our communities to journey with us. And that looks like making sure we enfold our why into everything that we do during the season. So I know we have some solo pastors on this call, and we have some ministry leaders and faith formation leaders If you're preaching, remembering that it's Advent, right? And that we're practicing Advent together. If you're offering a Wednesday night meal, remembering that it's Advent. And when you are talking to people at that Wednesday night meal, when you're planning activities for that Wednesday night meal, how are you acknowledging that it's Advent and inviting them to practice that season? So we enfold Advent into everything that we do from November 27th to December 25th. We also, as we journey and practice together, want to make sure that we provide resources to individuals and families in our communities. And that can look really different. Um, I like to say worship, especially in our smaller churches, is the best place to start. That's where we can come and learn about Advent and where we can practice some things together. Maybe if you're doing an Advent wreath lighting liturgy, you invite families to read that liturgy. And then maybe there's a prayer that they say every Sunday that then you say, hey, you know what? You can take this prayer and say it together as a family every week. So they're learning it in worship. They're practicing it in worship. And so then it's not just another thing that they need to do, but it's something that they can, a tool that they can take with them and incorporate with into their life. So we start with worship in many places. Um, Another thing that we might be creating, and you're going to probably talk about in your small groups, are um, ministry experiences, you know, um, live nativities. A lot of people like to do pageants that retell the Christmas story. You might have a um, Advent family festival. You might have um, an Advent service project. Like these are all experiences that you're going to create and um, lead for your church and for your community. And there's lots of different possibilities around those, 
But again, before we go creating stuff and things, we want to make sure that we're listening to our people and we know what's important to them. And we're creating ministry experiences around their values so that we can honor their time and they'll make sure to come participate in what we're doing. Then um, another thing that I like to include for Advent or what I call playlists, um, this is where you provide, and most of the time it's online, but you could do it in an email newsletter or um, you could do it just on a printed newsletter, just activities for people to choose from throughout the Advent season. You can give them, here's some scriptures to read during the Advent season. Maybe here's some books to read. Here's some videos to watch. Um, and I've got a couple good examples to show you of those. So here is a playlist that I created that I created about, looks like two years ago. And I have several of these out there, but it's a, it's a playlist for the months. It gives people of all ages, specifically in this context, families, things that they could do. Um, there's something for them to look for. So look for candles. And there's a lot of candles during Advent and Christmas. So, and then inviting them to say a prayer every time they see a candle or every time they light a candle. Um, families or um, individuals might choose from this playlist to read the scripture together, um, to work on the memory verse together, or to read these recommended books together. I always give them wondering questions so that they're not just reading or listening or watching, but they're reflecting together. And then I give them um, things, activities they can choose from as they practice. So there's a breath prayer for them to practice together that maybe they do at night or whenever they're having a hard time waiting during the day. Um, and sometimes I have like, there's a game, like I play, I spy. And so um, that's kind of a fun one. I spy someone waiting. I spy someone being patient. I spy someone who's frustrated, right? You can kind of um, get families and people to start paying attention. And that's kind of a fun one to play, especially with children who are learning um, alongside their adults how to wait. Of course, there's a prayer. And then I always include a blessing. And you can create these, you can use this one, it's completely up to you. But really the idea of playlist is that you're just giving people some choices that they can do on their own, but they might be also things that you fold into community. If you're doing small groups, if you're doing Sunday school, again, you can fold in prayer into worship, but um, these just are some possibilities that people can, it's kind of an advent toolbox, if you will that they can work through during the month. Another one that I really like is I have a good friend, Catherine Pittenger, who is at the Michigan Conference. She puts together a lot of really good playlists for um, her conference and makes them available to everybody else. Um, and again, I'll make sure that you have links to all of these on that riotexas.org forward slash IG connect website. But she has all of these playlists around the focus of journeying to Bethlehem. And so while they're geared towards children and families, I know that as an adult, I find things in here that I really enjoy doing. And so it's just another example of how to build a playlist. She includes different Bible stories, course of prayer, different activities, different books, and then there's some videos and music sometimes. So 
Um, hopefully that helps with the concept of what a playlist is. But as we're inviting people in our communities to get their hearts and minds ready, we're not just saying, okay, you need to get ready for Christmas. And that doesn't just mean cleaning your house, but saying these are some ways that you can get ready. You might read a story. You might play a game, right? So giving them some ideas and giving them some choice is always really helpful. And then finally, you might choose to offer um, people in your community, you might create a daily or weekly devotional for Advent. I know a lot of churches um, invite people in their communities to contribute and they, they create one. The, um, the one I recommend, of course, is just because I created alongside other United Methodist um, church conferences is Picture Advent. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Picture Advent, but it's a daily um, Visia Divina experience where when people subscribe, they receive every day an email that has um, images to reflect on in conjunction with a scripture and some wondering questions. Um, these can be used by individuals. They can be used by families. You as a church can enfold it into what you're doing in the life of the church. It's really up to you how you use Picture Advent. Um, but it's kind of fun because we have contributors from the Rio, Texas, from across the connection, but specifically the Rio, Texas Conference, the Michigan Conference, and this year we're adding um, the Great Plains Conference to our team. So it's um, it's really kind of fun. And if, if that's interesting to you, let me know because we're always looking for contributors. Um, but so you might choose to do like an individual or a family devotional. There's lots of different Lots of different choices, lots of different things to engage your people in, lots of different possibilities. The leaders that gathered for this Connect came up with some really great ideas in their small groups and brainstorming sessions. As I receive information about these possibilities, I will make sure to put links to the details and the how-tos at uh, riotexas.org forward slash advent. But here's some ideas just to get you thinking if you're listening or watching this today. First, you might choose to have something that's called an angel tree, a Christmas tree that's placed somewhere in your church or community where people can bring donations such as socks or underwear or winter clothes or books that can be dispersed in the community as needed throughout the Advent and Christmas season. We had some really good conversation about maybe a reverse Advent box or a reverse Advent calendar, where instead of every day opening a flap and receiving a toy or a piece of chocolate, what you do instead is you give, um, you make a donation or you bring an item to the church to be distributed in the community, or maybe you do an act of service every day so that instead of receiving something, you're giving back during the season of Advent. That's what we call a reverse Advent box or a reverse Advent calendar. I mentioned picture Advent earlier. We have every year a service bingo that families and individuals can participate in through the Advent season where they choose different service activities to do together as they get ready for Christmas. You might have people of all ages participating in a nativity or a holiday parade. Christmas is on a Sunday this year, so we had fun dreaming about pajamas in the pew during Christmas. You might create specific 
worship experiences like a puppet show or a pageant or a specific liturgy that introduces the congregation and the community to the Christmas story. The ideas really are endless. And so I just encourage you to really reflect on what is important to your community and how you can weave that into your Advent preparations and practices. It's a great time to model and practice spiritual disciplines such as prayer, journaling, music, and singing, of course, is a big part of the Advent and Christmas season. And so I am just excited to hear what you and your communities create. And so I hope that you will share with me. You can always email me at tcampen at riotexas.org and let me know what you all are planning. I'm always happy to be a conversation partner, too, as you're working out the details and trying to find the best possibility for your community this Advent season. I hope that in today's conversation, you have been able to identify some possibilities for your community. As we get ready to celebrate Advent, this is an important opportunity for us to think about all the possibilities we might plan for, offer, and include that invites the people in our communities into this holy season, but doesn't overwhelm them. We begin with our why, we plan ahead, we keep it simple, and we practice together, remembering that our goal is to help people understand and live into the season, to connect back everything we are doing to what is important to the people in our community, and to support and encourage members of our communities along the way. Thank you to all who joined this live conversation. I'm grateful for all the ideas and energy ministry leaders bring to this holy season. You can find all resources for this episode and view past and upcoming conversations at riotexas.org forward slash IG connect. We hope that as you listen, you have been encouraged as we look forward to getting our hearts and minds ready for the season of Advent, knowing that when we pay attention, we will meet the Christ child in those holy moments. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you at our next Connect.